Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome to episode 303. I'm broadcasting or recording this at 43 minutes after midnight on the morning of the 15th of May 2020. So this follows the last podcast episode where I talked about the planet standing still together on the 13th I believe it was. I will look to be precise. Yes, that was when they were all standing still because Venus actually moved on today on the 14th, or, you know, the previous day. And now what's amazing that I just realized in using this zero degree minutes uh, moment where our moon was zero degrees of Aquarius and the sun was zero degrees of Taurus. So first of all, welcome to Taurus, our shining sun, where you will be meeting the Pleiades sisters. (laughs) They are about uh, from seven to nine degrees, but of course, because it's such a powerful cluster, we will be feeling it moving towards that and that's where the momentum builds itself we also have in Taurus we have Venus (laughs) of course Venus belongs to Taurus but she is moving towards the sun in a way the sun and Venus are moving towards each other and at some point they are going to meet but first Venus will meet Mercury, who is actually not going uh, retrograde for a change. And this is all happening in Taurus as this is all mathematical, astronomical, not based on artificial constellations. (laughs) So our node is actually holding space at the end of Taurus. In a way, like a bookshelf. Because all the heavenly bodies are on one side of the sky together. And it's been that way for a while. I know I read something about what that means. But it's quite poignant. And right 180 degrees is the south node, which is at 3 degrees Sagittarius. And everything is between 3 degrees Sagittarius and 36 degrees of Taurus. So, you know... Strange times look like strange, (laughs) strange skies. Uh, I don't want to deter too much, but uh, that's just welcoming all that. Yet another heavenly body into our Taurus area. And what does that mean? You know, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking really outer space stuff. This sky astrology really has nothing to do with the real life. I mean, I wish it did sometimes, but this is really about a higher frequency, a higher energy 
really intergalactic just thinking about the stars as if the world and earth and the matrix didn't exist that's so typical why do they call me cloudette hello <laughs> so in the ideal world which is a great kind of uh, saying that i learned in england in the ideal world when the sun is you know coming into the part of the sky that's been you know revered and watched for thousands of years they even have a cave in france where they have like where cavemen made little dots for this Pallady sister and drew a bull and this is 17,000 years old and they did not have telescopes then okay so and they did not <laughs> imagine artificial astrology constellations they were looking at the stars in the sky and replicating that who knows what else but it's very important for me to know that there is a true ancient uh, earth connection to Taurus, to the Pleiades, and to the consciousness back 17,000 years ago, okay? So this is where our sun is going into now. This is where Venus is going retrograde. So in a way, she's been in the part of the sky that the energy she's comfortable with. She's comfortable with this Taurus energy. And she's comfortable with the Libra energy. And now she's going retrograde. That means she's going to come back. She's going to go. She's at 28 degrees, which is a really poignant number because, uh, Pluto is also at 28 degrees, but somewhere else in Sagittarius. And she will go all the way back to 11 of Taurus. Won't make it to the Pallades, but still. And during this time, what, you know, it's kind of, I feel like it's an opportunity or a possibility, yeah, opportunity to see where real love is possible for this planet, for our planet, for our Mother Earth. Where is the love? Where is the unconditional love that can manifest itself and in a way choose over um, security and possessions and these things that normally people aspire to have when we take a look how important are they and this I think is going to be quite a big theme and I hope the sun will be shining a light on these very things now it's not always a marriage made in heaven with the sun that has a Leo fire energy in the practical earth uh, Taurus energy actually because fire and earth normally would not interact with each other and there has to be a catalyst of some sorts or a consciousness 
I always say, to be able to work an alchemical change, a real change. Okay, so it's this thing is not going to happen by itself. This awareness of what Mother Earth needs. You know, Mother Earth actually is going to be fine without us. Okay, so it is really our survival. What do we want? What how are are we inspired by this moment in time where everything is changing to also have changes within our lives? And this is what I feel is really happening. The bit that I got the aha moment and why I've come on is because I realized that Saturn and Gemini, Jupiter, sorry, Saturn and Jupiter are going to um, start being retrograde actually because they've been holding the place called stationary. Uh, Saturn actually since the 11th of May and Jupiter since the 14th and funnily enough just by coincidence they (laughs) have both been pausing Jupiter at 30 degrees and Saturn at 2 degrees and at 1533 both will be actually making a movement back measured mathematically and what I want to bring our attention to is the journey they're going to take and how that corresponds with Nikola Tesla or the terms of energy they're two different kinds of energy so I looked first at Saturn and we want to look back where Saturn was when it entered Capricorn because before it was you know for quite some time in Sagittarius you know and bumping into Pluto and Jupiter and all that and do you know when it went into Capricorn was on March 22nd 23rd Uh, got information from the American Times and from the English GMT Times now, interesting, I want to play this clip back. From CNN on the 23rd of March. Now I want to share with you from the transcript of what the PM, the Prime Minister of England, said on the same day. It starts, good evening. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. And this country is not alone. All over the world we are seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer and so tonight 
I want to update you on the latest steps we are taking to fight the disease and what you can do to help. And I want to begin by reminding you why the UK has been taking the approach that we have. Without a huge national effort to halt the growth of this virus, there will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. And as we have seen elsewhere in other countries that also have fantastic health care systems, that is the moment of real danger. To put it simply, if too many people become seriously unwell at one time, the NHS will be unable to handle it, meaning more people are likely to die, not just from coronavirus, but from other illnesses as well. So it's vital to slow the spread of the disease because that's the way we reduce the number of people needing hospital treatment at any one time. So we can protect the NHS, which is the health service, ability to cope and save more lives. And that's why we've been asking people to stay at home during this pandemic. And though large, huge numbers are complying, and I thank you all, the time has now come for us all to do more. From this evening, timestamp, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must, M-U-S-T, stay at home. Because the critical thing we must do is to stop the disease spreading between households. This is why people will only be allowed to leave their home for the following very limited purposes. One, shop for basic necessities as infrequently frequently as possible. Two, one form of exercise a day. Three, any medical need are to provide care and or help a vulnerable person. And four, traveling to and from work but only where there is absolutely necessary and cannot be done from home. That's all. These are the only reasons you should leave your home. You should not be meeting friends. If your friends ask you to meet, you should say, capital N, no. You should not be meeting family members who do not live in your home. You should not be going shopping except for essentials like food and medicine, and you shall do this as little as you can. Use food delivery services where you can. If you don't follow the rules, the police will have the powers to enforce them, including fines and dispersing gatherings. To ensure compliance with the government instruction to stay at home, we will immediately Close all shops selling non-essential goods, including clothing, electrical stores, and all premises, including libraries, playgrounds, outdoor gyms, and places of worship. Two, we will stop all gathering. Can I repeat this? We will stop all gatherings of more than two people in public, excluding people you live with. And we will stop all social events, including weddings, baptisms and other ceremonies but excluding funerals parks will stay open for exercise but gatherings will be dispersed 
So, that's what happened when Saturn went into Capricorn. This is what Saturn in Capricorn feels like, okay? This is what it feels like. This is not Saturn in Aquarius. This is so Saturn in Capricorn manifesting itself in what you what has to be done being told this is what has to be done okay this changed people's lives and this is exactly what happened when Saturn entered into Capricorn astronomically of course not astrologically so here we have the retrograde so you know saturn entered march 23rd moves quite slow it was at, it went to two degrees it's going it went to two degrees till um the 11th of march and then it stood still two degrees until today the 15th of march no, sorry, it's 15th of May, almost two months later, and now it's going to go back. So, let's be observers, because it's going to go back into Capricorn, and that will be June 17th, just a little bit of a month away, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen then, but I'm not focusing on it, I'm looking at the numbers, I'm looking at it went to two, it's going to go back to zero. It's going to go back to actually 28 where Pluto is now. No worries. Okay, but not going to focus on the negative, <laughs> on the challenging, as I like to call it. Let's focus on the brilliant beauty, high energy thing Nikola Tesla that Jupiter is bringing us. Jupiter is at 30 degrees, that's a three. Jupiter is going to be going retrograde as well. It is going at, again, like Saturn, at 15.33 GMT time on the 15th. These three, six, and nine numbers. But it's gonna be keeping its three energy. It's going to be retrograde until September 13th about. Really going to about 21 degrees, another 3 degrees, 9 degrees <laughs> away. 3 nines again, okay? So it's staying in the high vibration. And thank goodness it's in Sagittarius, the place of the galactic center and the fire energy. Okay, so this is how I kind of interact with the energies. So I'm looking at what's really happening. I'm thinking Pluto first is already retrograde. Pluto is going to go back to when the coronavirus started in December at 25 degrees of Sagittarius. That's a fire energy. It went to 28. Now it's holding space at 28, slowly moving back what 
and only going back to 25 in its retrograde period. Now we've got <laughs> Venus holding space at 28 again, going back to 11, another mass, another master number. So that's a good thing. It's starting at 28. Like Pluto, all these changes is, you know, that's a one, I believe. Very changing things. The beginning of something, maybe even. Then we have... Uh, is it Jupiter? No, Saturn. We want to get to Saturn. We did Saturn. We talked about Saturn. Two degrees, blah, blah, blah. Now the Jupiter. Jupiter is... The is standing still at 30 degrees, going back to 21 degrees, and it's in Sagittarius, and it's basically going to go over to where Pluto was and past that. So, you know, bringing this, you know, what Jupiter actually does, supposedly, in the uh, solar system is really picks, vacuums up all the excess, you know, junk in a way. Because it's so big and this gravity pull is so big, it kind of vacuums, cleans the, the, the debris from the solar system. So you could see it kind of doing that with the energies and it's kind of big, I guess you could say some kind of gargarious way, but it was actually um, in Greek time called the king of the gods, you know, the Actually, Jude and Jupiter. Jupiter was the name for the Almighty God, you know, taking care. And so, when we see that, we are want to lock into, lock into, lock down. Instead of locking down, we want to lock into this Jupiter energy, this high vibration energy that first is the fire, this fire in Jupiter and in Sagittarius, I always talk about being that belonging to a galactic fire, a black hole fire, a dark matter fire, a fire that cannot be destroyed like Leo fire or Aries fire, okay, and because that is possible to take this, you know, this indestructible fire, this indestructible desire for things really to be better I mean it if it is that case you know I see people getting angry but it's kind of a higher energy brain like when you get angry it's like Mars angry when you get angry you don't stay angry you know um when you get angry it's a Leo you get proud angry and you know it also doesn't you know expand besides you and maybe a loved one but this Jupiter fire can change the world if we are ready for it to change if people understand you know kind of cliche wake up to that there's a higher purpose happening this is not normal life and it's time for people to grasp that there's a change coming and do you want to 
be part of how this plays out or are you going to be played? And so because it is giving <laughs> in this retrograde period, asking you again, let's go back, let's go back over, okay, what the rules are given on the 23rd when when Saturn went into this Capricorn. And now it's going to go back into Sagittarius. And this is the time where this opportunity for the fire, this indestructible fire, to change the situation of matter, to change, you know, I don't want to say the world, but our reality, let's say that. And we've got Venus and um, the sun, will it still be there? Almost, no. We've got Venus and the nodes helping us in Taurus. Oh, actually, yes, it will. We'll be in Taurus. So the sun will still be in Earth. Venus will be in Earth. Mercury will probably have moved on. And this energy for the love of the planet, what can we do? I mean... To be honest, I'm not that optimistic, <laughs> but I do see that the energy is there, that the possibilities are there, and maybe that it's happening in pockets that we don't see. I mean, I do. We do see that. We do see people waking up and asking questions and saying, you know, no, you can't do this. No, don't tell me what to do. Like it. So this guy, the barber who was arrested, 77-year-olds, the government is not my mother, <laughs> you know, uh, things like that. You know, this doesn't make sense. When I just read to you what they said was the biggest scary boogeyman thing, and now it wasn't all that, was it? Okay, so yeah, it's going to be interesting how this plays out to be honest. And funny enough, I can't think about how that's going to play out in my own life. I'm just so focused on how it's going to play out astronomically. I could be thinking how it's going to play out personally because there's a lot going on in my life, but I am just going to stay in the high vibration and the Jupiter vibration and the giving vibration and the positive vibration. And so that is my take on this amazing time. I hope you got the dates down. If you want to keep up to date, you can go to the newsletter. I'm going to, I'm struggling with that newsletter, but I did send some emails out. I do have a course and a special offer on the Stardust DNA, which normally costs 135 pounds, but there's a big discount for those who are interested to learn how to read their sky chart with a group, a small group on Zoom, and then actually to have a mini consultation, which is actually not so many. It's 45 minutes to 60 minutes. The normal ones are three hours in two parts, and they're one-to-one. So, yeah. Uh, I just want to see clearly now that it's 2020 to see that we have this indestructible fire energy of Sagittarius. Jupiter stays in one energy going back in the 
part of the sky it's connected to, Jupiter and Sagittarius belong together. Venus is at home as well. Venus is belonging to Taurus. The only one that's not home is is Saturn. Now, Saturn is home now um, in two degrees. No, no, it's not. It's, It's not at home. Now, it's gone to Aquarius, right? So, you know, people think it's some kind of idea that, you know, these laws are just um, how someone's decided to deal with it or some laws. But when it goes back into the matter, into the earth, into Capricorn, where it is strong and wants to impose laws, then it might look a little bit different. But the fact is, is that Saturn is the variable. It's moving between air and earth. Two different separate energies. Who's staying in their lane? (laughs) Who's um, focused on their energies? Venus and Jupiter. Now, Pluto as well. Pluto's not changing. Pluto's going to be supporting Jupiter there. But, you know, Pluto's not easy. It's going to be a lot. It's not, not an easy road. Pluto wants you to change, even though you don't want to change. I know that story. So that takes care of all the four retrogrades, I believe. Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, and Venus, thank you so much, Venus, for being at home going retrograde. Thank you so much, Jupiter, for being at home, and Sagittarius going retrograde, staying there. Thank you, Pluto, for transforming in this place near the galactic center, the home of the galactic center, and supporting Jupiter. And thank you, Saturn, for not being so Um, going so deep back into Saturn and showing us and giving us timestamps, very clear messages when you were in Capricorn. And now please show us again what is happening when you go back into your home, into Capricorn on June 17th. What's going to happen then? Okay, so that's a long one for me, but it's the morning of Friday. It's the true day where four heavenly bodies will be truly together retrograde. And I'm hoping for the best. Take care of yourselves. If you like this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or leave a review. It would be greatly appreciated. And actually, I'm just going to do a little reading on the next podcast, 303, I believe it's about Saturn. Okay, take care. Bye.